Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 87. 87. So, I uh, I left you out. The last couple episodes were kind of the my current events with the surgery that we didn't have planned, and it just kind of happened. <laughs> so, I'm a few months ahead of schedule from where I was planned. But, uh, um, so, the way I'm thinking that I'm going to try to do these episodes is I'm going to give everybody just kind of a fast update. Um, on the current situation at the beginning of each episode and then after that we'll get right back into where I was in the story so I originally had it planned to have everybody caught up to the current time in May or by May uh, to just uh, dive in and we were going to do all of my live uh, stuff in real time you know my current stuff and it just didn't work that way due to an unexpected infection in my right foot. So, but it's all good. We'll make it work. We're going to make it work. So, but anyways, I hope everybody's having a good day. It's a little chilly out there uh, today. Um, yesterday was was a little bit nicer, I think, than today is. I, I went to a soccer game. Uh, my boys had a soccer game. And... Uh, check that out it was kind of one of my first major little outings since uh, having this surgery and i i went into town uh, i rode in there the other day to get my kids and uh my dad drove i can't drive so um i don't think this boot and stuff will fit between the hump and the floorboards and the uh brake pedals so i'll be doing that gas and brake thing <laughs> i don't i don't want to total the car but so my dad's been driving and that's whenever you have something like this go on there's 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 so much to plan for anyways when you're planning to have something like this done like if you have this in the agenda somewhere and you're planning on having a surgery like this or something that's gonna put you down for a while there's a lot of steps involved and some of the steps are making the arrangements for uh for transportation for the kids and uh somebody that's gonna go to the grocery store for you when you need something and you know you just kind of got to get all that laid out into a into a pattern and and then it starts to kind of flow you know well i was planning on doing this in may so i mean i have a long long list of stuff that's got to be accomplished before i can even uh, or before I could even actually feel comfortable about doing a surgery like this. So, and, and it was a lot of things, home repairs. I have some doorways that need widened. I've got a bathroom that needs, uh, finished up and, and, uh, I, I've got a floor that will not handle a power chair. So, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff on the line that needed to be done before I actually did this. I'm not using a a wheelchair or anything in uh in my house right now because the the manual chair right now with the way the bathroom is it won't even fit in there and uh the power chair it's a little narrower and it would probably fit in there but the floor won't handle the weight of it them things are like four to five hundred pounds on their own so that wasn't gonna happen so i'm knee scootering this stuff and uh that's been tricky too. I figured out, you know, knee scooters, like I've said in, I think the last episode, pebbles are, pebbles are out to kill you. Like, I never, you know, the kids, 
tracking a pebble or something from outside. It's been a little muddy and stuff around here, so it's like I'm zipping across the kitchen in the on the manual or on the on the knee scooter, and man, I catch a pebble or something, and it's like I'm I'm hoping like my kids have cameras out and ready for when it happens, but at the same time, like I don't want anybody to see it. <laughs> but uh, no, it's so that's I mean that's. But that's that's part of the deal is you gotta kind of have a plan and play. Before I had the surgery, I was trying to practice up on using crutches a little bit. But one of the problems I have with crutches is is uh, balance and stuff. And I think I touched on that a little bit in the last episode. Like I have a little trouble with crutches, and it's it's about foot positioning and coordination and stuff. And when you're dealing with two dysfunctional feet and you eliminate one of them completely out of the equation and you're relying on the other dysfunctional foot like you really gotta have something kind of solid in play for that and, and uh, so the knee scooter has kind of been kind of been the lifesaver around the house here but I'm not gonna kid you it's still a pain in the butt like I said I bang that foot off of everything and uh, but no so part of my challenge was getting out to the car and with it being muddy and slick and and just the conditions out there not being that fair for going out there like the first time i tried it was the other day when i rode in there i tried it with the crutches and it it i almost died like i got the crutches planted one time the right crutch had slipped out from under me and i planted the surgical foot on the ground so hard it it hurt it hurt bad so I mean, and then one of the other times I, I went to step and I went to step out onto my good foot. Well, that foot slipped out from under me um, because I just wasn't putting all the weight on it, you know, being on the crutches. Like, so, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if I got them set up wrong or what, but, but it's, it's challenging. The crutches are definitely not my friend. So yesterday when we went into town for the soccer game and stuff, I was going to ride in with my dad and watch the game and and uh i wheeled out on the knee scooter and my dad kind of built a, a wood walkway that that goes from the door out to the driveway to kind of eliminate the mud hole right in front of my door and uh and, th and that helped a little bit but there's a little bit of a ramp and a little bit of a awkward incline there getting down to the car still still spooky like it's like extreme knee scootering but I mean, it is what it is. I'll <laughs> I'll keep trying, and I'll I'll manage to get through it. But as far as the surgery itself, right now, uh, we're we are at about almost ten days. So we're almost ten days out. Uh, I think nine days actually. Today's Wednesday, so yeah, about nine days out. And uh, one thing that I am noticing is the uh, the range of motion in my foot to the ankle is has improved significantly um there is a lot more stretch there but they cut the achilles tendon in multiple spots and unlocked it so that uh that definitely but that that's definitely helping i think it's looking at it and just stretching it out when i have to stretch it out um the doctor wants me to stretch it out a few times a day and stretch it out really good because we don't want it to heal up back in the positioning anywhere less than what we're aiming for as far as our goal is with it and uh 
So she, what I do is I just take it out of the boot and I plant it on the floor a little bit and I just kind of lean into it a little bit sitting in my chair. I just kind of lean out onto that knee and, and push down on that and keep that heel on the floor and I stretch it out that way. The incisions are still not quite healed up all the way so it gets a little oozy and kind of gross sometimes. I'll get stretched on it and that'll tear open a little bit and then I got, got a mess to deal with but but I'm keeping it stretched out and 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 that's what matters right there is and keeping them incisions clean when they when they do break open like that but but uh the most annoying part about it is the incision that's right on the back side of my heel would be the bottom one on the back side of my heel that incision is not a happy incision that one there the dressing keeps shifting based on its positioning in the boot then it gets rubbed on and it gets irritated and then the blood glues the dressing to the skin uh, and then it soaks through that and glues the dressing to the inside of the boot and it's just it's 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 the uh, it's the most painful one of the bunch I keep I keep irritating that thing so but all in all I think we're headed the right direction I'm looking at the positioning of my foot and stuff and and I think we're headed the right direction so I I'm feeling pretty confident that even though this is a pain in the butt right now and and I mean a lot of pain <laughs> and a lot of nights of no sleeping because it's so hard to get comfortable with the thing I think we're headed in the right direction I think the the reward at the end of it is gonna be a, a big game changer for me I'm pretty confident with that so I just gotta I just gotta manage getting through it and getting through the boredom and stuff I've been working on my book and uh, that's uh, that's kind of been an important thing to me I haven't had a whole lot of time over the last six months seven months to work on that and a lot of it's been based on my conditions and stuff that I've been going through and it's also been based on my son's medical conditions that kind of flew up and then uh, his sister ended up with some medical issues too that I've been addressing over the last few months and uh, it's just, it's been chaotic. And I, I do apologize for everybody that that thing has taken me so long. I feel bad because I have released like different dates of my goals as to when that book is gonna be done and out there. And and uh, I have failed to, to meet those schedules because of so many things. I mean, life happens, I guess, but I know I, I was going through it yesterday and I was reading back through some of the stuff. You can really tell that I was a busy, busy guy the last four years while writing on this book as I could. I was a busy guy. I had a lot on my mind at certain times because you can tell just reading through what I do have the different, you, you can almost hear the tone of my voice with the way I'm writing throughout this book I was actually kind of fascinated with uh, with the different things and the different ways I was saying things and uh, to stretch it out over that long of a period of time and just writing little bits here and there there's there's a lot of changes in my mood as far as the writing goes and I and I honestly like as interesting as it was and the way I can just kind of sit and and read it to myself and I can almost pinpoint where I was at and what I was doing as far as work and what part of the country I was in and stuff at certain points of what I was writing. Like I could read it and I could be, and I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, Oh man, 
I remember that. I was I was in Iowa at that time and and uh, not in a good mood. I was a little homesick. Like there was a piece in there, I, and I remember it. I was homesick when I wrote that part. So I had a lot of like like a lot more of a sad emotional feeling in the way I was writing. And I just, I'd never noticed that about myself uh, with my writing. Usually I, I've always thought of my writing as kind of being on the, on one plane as my style and, and whatnot. But I really do have a lot of definition in my style of writing as I'm writing based on what my mood is. So I'm shifting some of that stuff around a little bit. And there were some things that I had left out uh, that I, that I was going to, uh, change up a little bit but and I had some good ideas thrown at me over the last couple days too I've got a section that's going to go in that book that's actually going to be like some some little memos from like some friends of mine I'm going to do some interviewing with some friends of mine and just have them write me a paragraph about uh, what they witnessed with my adventure with Guillaume and uh, you know if if it made any difference in their life or if they have anything they just want to say about it and say about who I am and whatnot we're gonna have a section about that and then i'm gonna try to get my kids involved with uh having a page of their own in there about kind of the way it was for them and give an opinion uh from them somebody threw that idea at me last night and and i and i really like that i i, I kind of like that based on the fact that this book is gonna be like i've said it's gonna be a medical reference um, it's going to be a story and a great story. And you're listening to most of that story right here on the podcast. But it's also going to be a medical reference that's going to help so many people when it comes to identifying and uh, identifying Guillain-Barre syndrome and kind of its possibilities of being Guillain-Barre syndrome when you have something going on. You're going to know so much about this disease by the time you get to the end of the book. You're going to know how to identify it, the things that your doctor needs to know as far as what you're feeling and the, and the different things and kind of building yourself that timeline of events that leads up to whatever your symptoms are, what the symptoms are, and then it'll also kind of go through the different stages of, of the disease and its, and its uh, impact on your life and, and the different things to expect and uh, different things to expect on a fast onset versus a slow onset and there's just going to be so much information in there and uh, i think it's going to be a really valuable source i think it's going to be a big interest to medical providers um beyond race syndrome is one of the most mysterious uh, diseases out there i mean the neurological system in its own is one of the most uh, I, I think it's one of the most fascinating, but it is one of the most mysterious um, systems. And, and I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm completely infatuated with the whole thing. Like as horrible as the story sounds going through all of it, like I've grown an infatuation with learning about Guillain-Barre syndrome. And that's why I've went so far as to connecting with so many different other patients and people that have been through it and their families and i've talked to a lot of families of people that have passed away due to it and uh i've put together a lot of notes over the years about pe uh, people that have been through it <clears throat> and uh and the different things they experienced and i think putting that information together and building a uh basically a 
a summarizing it's, it'll be a summarized version of the education behind it inside my story along with my story and i think that'll be a good a good uh, a good thing to have like that's one thing that i was working on yesterday was working on some of the uh, information that i've learned from other patients and uh i think it'll be i think it's gonna be good i think it's gonna be really good it's it's taking a lot of time but you know some of the most perfect things in the world take years upon years upon years to to perfect and and that's kind of where i'm going with it and and uh and i've checked out a couple of the other books and stuff that are written about the ombre experiences and there's just so many things that i want to make sure is covered in my book and by the time you get done reading that book i want you to know just as much as i do about this disease and and kind of know everything about uh what what information's out there and to know the basis and Hopefully that makes a difference when it comes to making diagnoses down the road. So ultimately that's what the whole deal is about is making a difference. So, so yeah, I've, I've got a lot of, a lot of stuff planned there. Um, we got fundraisers going on. If you guys get into my Facebook, um, there is a GoFundMe floating around. Um, I'm going to try to post the GoFundMe, um, link. One of my friends got, got a, got on the horn with that and and it and it took off and i definitely need the help right now and that's and another option uh, my listeners have is the voluntary contributions that are that are offered in when you log into the podcast um it'll ask you if you want to make a voluntary contribution or a monthly donation or something i don't want to charge subscriptions for this show i want this show to be a free thing that that everybody can enjoy but if you have the uh the the extra support to hand out there for me um know that it will not go unappreciated that is that is stuff that i definitely pay forward hopefully hopefully everybody believes me on that uh my episode 87 in this story i am one of the most giving people you'll ever meet and uh my life goals are all about making a difference for people i mean but right now i definitely need the help and i need the support so if you type my name in and check me out on Facebook, uh, feel free to add me on there. I'll take all the friends I can get. But there is the uh, GoFundMe in there. And uh, yeah, check it out. I appreciate everybody's support. But anyways, we're at a spot here. I want to continue on with the initial story here for the last uh, half of the episode. And uh, where I left everybody off the last time was kind of kind of in relation to me and Sam Sam had gotten out of the hospital with her with her stroke uh, and the impacts that she was dealing with and she went to Elkhorn herself for a while and she was home and we were kind of in a way button heads and and drifting apart and I think a lot of it and I've talked to Sam multiple times and I was going to try to have her on on today but I was just running out of time trying to get things set up but but uh I think the problem was was that I was by this time I was starting to recover enough that I was I was wanting to keep going and keep pushing myself to continue to be out there in the world and be involved with my kids and just just go like I I got to the point where my mobility was getting good enough that I wanted to go like I'd been shut down for so long and then Sam got shut down and I think that caused a lot of sadness in her 
Um, and obviously, you know, that's not what I intended to have happen with her. Um, but Sam's the same way. Sam wants to go, go, go. Sam's Sam's one of the toughest women I know. She's she is a she is she too is a social pterodactyl. I've said it before. But she too is that way and she loves to get out. She loves to go and she's got so many friends out there that she loves to go hang out with and she is not the homebody type of person. Like, that's just not who she is. So I think when she came out of the hospital and was kind of on that restriction where she had to be at home, it was because uh, there was a challenge there. And here's where one of the challenges was. Getting Sam out and getting her out and going, that was that would have been a little different had I been even better. I wasn't in good enough shape to help her uh, get in and out of the car and 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 all that stuff like there's a lot of stuff that i physically still couldn't do to help sam outside of the house and and it was it was it was realistically like a lot of safety stuff like my mind goes well what happens if this happens or you fall down and you're on the ground and it's the middle of winter at this time like it's just stuff that that really worried me and and bothered me and i and that was some of the restriction that we had like had i been perfectly able-bodied I would have thrown Sam over his shoulder and just threw her in the car or something and we would have went and did things but that's not what the uh what the situation was like I was still really restricted myself so it made it really hard but but I was out and I was doing my thing and something that came up that uh <clears throat> that came up was my buddy Jake his mom was in the hospital down in New Mexico and uh they uh they were not real sure if his mom was going to live. Now, his mom, Jake's one of my best friends. And Jake Jake and I are really close. And by Jake and I being close, me and Jake's family have gotten close. And, uh, and his mom, I'd talked to her over the phone many, many, many times for years at this time. I had talked to her over the phone. And I really connected with her. And I never had got to meet her in person. But then all of a sudden, we find out she's in the hospital in, uh, down in... Uh, uh, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. I think that's where we were. And uh, it was like, a, we don't know if she's going to make it situation. And Jake wanted to go down. Jake's problem was Jake had money for travel, but didn't have a car. I had a car to use, or a, a Sam's Explorer that I had been driving. Uh, I had that to my access, and we were going to do some car swapping halfway and and uh, do some things and... and uh, and it just, it was one of those deals where we had to make a lot of arrangements to get down there and back, um, driving multiple vehicles and, and just making it work. But we made this situation work out. Jake had travel money and I had time to travel and we were going. So we take off and, and Sam, I don't think was happy because Sam was on the phone with me every 15 minutes. Well, how far are you? Where are you at? <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, lady, just give it up and let us travel, man. It's like, we're going down for this family emergency for a good buddy of mine. He needs my help. I want to help him. And, uh, we were going to go like, I mean, that was just how it was. And, and I, he needed my help you know like i 
I really try to be fair with all of my friends and and you know I would do about the same thing for all of them you know I've got a few of them shady ones that I won't do a damn thing for but they but I would still be there in their time of need though I mean they that's just how I am you know so so I was I was kind of getting frustrated that Sam wasn't more supportive of me helping Jake and uh and I think Jake was a little a little irritated too that we were trying to go and Jake and I hadn't been on a road trip for a long time since before I ended up in the hospital and it was kind of a regular thing that Jake and I used to do we used to always go on road trips so I mean it was kind of this rebonding with Jake thing and going down there on this on this family emergency to see his mom and and stuff and we go down and the trip actually went really well uh, we get down in New Mexico I hadn't really hung out in New Mexico a whole lot. I've been to New Mexico just a couple times uh, by then and it was just in and out little adventures but I learned out the chicharrones or uh, pork rinds like what we see in bags at gas stations. There's there's a real version of those that uh, that are actual uh, pork uh, they're, and they're good like the real deal. The real actual things are good. And so I, I learned all about them and I get down there and Jake's teaching me all about all kinds of different things uh, as far as Mexican food. And Mexican food is like one of my favorites. And we're down there and we're closer to that south border. So there's a lot more Mexican stuff. And one thing that I figured out down there is that you can get green chili with anything. We went through the drive-thru at a... Um, a uh, pizza place let's see which one were we at i think we were at a little caesar's we went through a drive-thru at a little caesar's and that was an option with our pizza was do you want green chili with it and i'm like are you kidding me so this is awesome but uh so yeah we went down there we seen his mom and stuff we hung out at the hospital i actually had a really good connection down there and it was kind of a a turning point connection that i had down there we were hanging out at the hospital Jake went up to see his mom. We actually made a video because we kind of surprised her uh, when we got down there. We we surprised her that we were even there. And uh, Jake went up there, and then I just wanted to give Jake some time to be with his mom. So I went down for a couple hours and just hung out in the lobby. And I'm down there in a wheelchair, and uh, I've got my wheelchair, and I'm just kind of wheeling around, and I've got people asking questions and stuff, and I start sharing stories about what happened to me. And it was awesome because I had part of the nursing staff in this hospital, one of the administrators came out, and she asked me about talking to some of the staff, if she sent some of the staff out to talk to me, because she, she felt like it was kind of important for people to know on the hospital side of things. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, you know, I've been down this road before. I've talked to to a lot of staff members at different hospitals um, while I was in the hospital, you know, and they would come in and they'd bring students in and stuff to to learn about the disease. And and uh, it was one of those things that, that uh, I was just, I was really, I just loved doing it. I loved talking to people. I loved teaching about it and stuff. And I loved sharing the story and and, and it was cool. So I got to, I think I, I got to visit with, I would say probably a dozen different staff members there about everything that happened to me and kind of give them all some pointers about different things to, to look for when they have a Guillaume patient in there. And uh, it added some value to, to the story, I feel. It was, 
it's one of those things to add a little value but i did that and then we went and we stayed down at jake's old place in mountain air and uh, out on the ranch just outside of mountain air i got to meet his grandparents and eat some awesome food and and stuff and then i and then i got to go on route 66 and listen to the singing highway there's a stretch of highway down there that sings one of the most beautiful songs when you run over them rumble strips you got to be doing the right speed and stuff but go down there check it out the singing highway uh down past uh, albuquerque new mexico it's it's awesome if you get to take a road trip go check that out and uh and it's cool like it was awesome right i got to check out like some of the old ghost tales and stuff around there with i got to go to some some of the ruins uh from back in the day there's still old ruins down there and uh and yeah it was cool i I hung out with jake's old friends and and some of his family and we just had a great time it was it was a really good time and like i said i was still in this situation where i was still in and out of the wheelchair most of the time i was wheelchair and walker but i was working a lot on trying to walk more so that was kind of where i was at as far as uh coming along with my recovery and uh but new mexico that was it was a great trip the problem with the new mexico trip was the new mexico trip ultimately ended up being a huge turning point in me and sam's adventure and uh and uh, in our relationship so it was one of those things that like i said it was a turning point we're gonna get into the rest of that story we'll pick up in new mexico in the next episode 58 and uh God bless you guys, and I appreciate everyone that actually listens to this and and follows along with it. It really means a lot to me, um, especially at this time. So, uh, God bless you guys with everything I've got, and we will see you in the next episode.